If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of No Rest for the Vivid podcast and today I have an amazing episode These two ladies are very, very inspirational to me. Um, I've known Josie for about a year and Josie has actually been on the podcast before. You may have already listened to her episode um, and I will link it in the show notes so that you can have a listen back. Um, Josie May is a wonderful business coach um, empowering women and she also has a friend Charlotte Balbier working with her and together they form the Money Mavens. They both come from very different backgrounds um, before they became coaches and then fell in love on a mastermind um, and now are best buds running a business together. And it's just really a bit of a dream come true when you meet sort of like your business bestie and can create something so powerful the their work is very inspiring to me and I do gush a little bit I'm a bit fangirly on the episode um but you'll see why listen to the episode and you'll understand why I've got so much admiration for them um if you like this episode uh please share it please download it and review as well we'd love I'd love 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 to hear your reviews um of and how I can make this podcast even better all right Happy listening. Good morning, lovely ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for coming on my podcast. And oh, um, I love that I was on your podcast, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. You recorded it. It's a little bit of mutual helping each other out. And I love it. Um, I love it. But uh, before I start, I'd always do this. I don't know about you. You should start chatting if you get that the guests need to introduce themselves. Um, <laughs> so, would you like to introduce yourself, wonderful people? Sure. So, um, we are the Money Mavens, and we are made up of me, I'm Charlotte Balbier, um, and Josie, who will introduce herself in a moment. And we came together only two and a half years ago after meeting in a business mastermind. Um, my background is I've built and sold brands. Uh, I was in the wedding industry for 20-odd years. Um, built a massive brand, sold it. Then everybody wanted me to mentor them and coach them. And I kind of fell into this world, this whole new world, um, but I wasn't feeling it on my own. And then when I met Josie, I was like, you'll do for me. I love you. Uh, let's start a business together. <laughs> um, and we 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 kind of organically came together, put programs out. They were literally selling out. We were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, both wanted to do a podcast so we started our podcast just over a year ago and that's when things became much more real you know we became the money mavens we weren't just Charlotte and Josie we were like the money mavens and then this year we officially took it to being a limited company merged together got an office and literally best thing we've done we've we've literally not looked back and we support women through high-end masterminds and um one-to-one and we just love it and we get to work with each other every day which is amazing because it's built on a friendship so that's a very short snapshot of of the money maven she's so good at doing the intro (laughs) yeah and i'm josie as well (laughs) 
there's more to me than that so um yeah i'm i'm josie may and prior to meeting charlotte i was i was a business coach um still i'm a business coach but i was working just for myself and um prior to that i'd been a social worker and so when charlotte and i met we just got on really well and you know we've 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 slowly merged ourselves into one business where that's totally our focus um and you know that's a bit scary when you've been doing your own thing for a while and kind of relying on yourself and knowing we had to kind of start again almost so we both had we both had successful businesses in our own right but when you start a new one we knew that we had to kind of let go focusing on those old ones and put our energy together on the new one and it's kind of scary thing to do that Mm. um and it's the best thing we've done um and so yeah I'm happy to be here Claire I've been on your podcast before and I loved it yeah I'm gonna put I will tag that episode because you talk Mm -hmm. a lot more about like and we I love talking to you about that because we're both obviously from that education what is it like social because I was a social like local authority working for the government I I forget like literally what the words are now I I know somebody asked me something the other day and I was like you know that 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 and I just completely forgot. And I was like, that was my life for years. And yeah. I've forgotten the name of the report. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The acronyms yeah. go out of the window yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, the that was a really good, really good into. So for anyone who's like in education at the moment or have been there or in social work or anything local authority and, ha- and being able to have to like break out <laughs> those boxes. Break away. Break away. <laughs> That is a really good episode, so I'll tag it in the thing. But it's so wonderful. Like I obviously I knew you knew to to knew you two knew each other. I'll get my words out before um before I sort of met Josie. But I met you, Josie, through Emma, and obviously Emma's like the lushest person ever. And we yeah. I've been on her podcast, she's been on here, and then it's then I've seen how the money mavens had started. And when you first started the podcast, it was just around the time that I started this one and listening to it was really wonderful to hear another person's journey of starting Mm. a podcast you know when you start and it's like rough and ready but that whole thing of not saying that yours were mine definitely were but that done is better than perfect but how so the information in there is so good and there's an episode and again I'll tag that one about the five things to do if you're feeling in your lack money mindset which I'm sure you're going to talk about but I did the money drop thing that you talk about in that episode mm. and I need to do another one because and I'll, I'll let you what is a money drop I'll let you talk about it because and how it links to having a good money mindset so the thing with money is like people if you try and hold on to it if you try and like restrict it it's a very lack mentality mm. money has to flow it has to move like money is meant to move and flow like if you hear about cash flow that's money moving and so often people get into like they're feeling tight around money and so instead of letting it move they try and hold on to it really really tight and what that does is it creates more lack and what we if we believe money's tight we're going to see more of that you've got to trust that money's going to come because it's the one thing that there is no lack of in the world when you look around. There's money everywhere. It's the one thing that wherever you look, everything you see is worth something. This phone or this computer you're listening onto now is worth money. Like everything's worth something. So there's money everywhere. And it's so easy to forget that sometimes. And so the money drop is a way of letting go a little bit, letting go of the money. And what we ask you to do is basically go and drop, get a note, five pound note, 10 pound note, 20 pound note, if you're going to go really far. Um, And then just basically leave it somewhere and try and not to control the outcome because 
what you'll be tempted to do is try and control it so somebody who needs money finds it or you know like a a single mum finds it or you know it's you you you'll watch like where your brain goes where you're trying to do it but what we want you to do is just drop the money and just trust walk away and just trust that the right person will find it that the universe will leave that money with the right person and it doesn't matter who they are and you don't care because you're just letting money go you're letting it flow and trusting that it's going to come back to you tenfold in some way and so it's a really interesting exercise I'd love to hear your experience of it Claire because it brings up some funky stuff it brings up some funky stuff yeah, well, I I went in, I did control it too much. And I, I imagine the next one I'm going to do, I'm just going to literally stand there with my eyes closed, like, come on in the universe, take it. And like the wind just blows it yeah, away. I love but that. I did control the first one because I was like, oh, you know, where would where would I have loved to have seen some money? And I went to the breast pad section of boots. Yeah. I was like, you know, that kind of early newborn phase where it's all really tough. That's where I put it. And I wish... But it is a, it's so hard to let it go. And I remember walking in thinking, I'm going to leave it there. And like, I was, it was really nerve wracking. It was so strange. Like I had goosebumps. I was shaking a little bit. I don't know whether it's because I thought somebody might see me put a five of them and be like, what are you doing? Um, But yeah, it was just really strange. But then you walk away and you're like, oh my God, I feel really good. Such a weird experience. Really, yeah. really weird. The last one I did, I left it in a bus stop, you know, on the, like, you know, in those on on the seats of a bus stop. And I suppose that might be trying to control it a bit because whoever found it probably is getting the bus or whatever. And, you know, like, I don't know, but I left it in like a hole there and I rolled up the fibre and I just stuck it in one of the holes in the metal seats, you know, that people sit on in the bus stop. Um, But you kind of, you can't help yourself, can you? But wonder like, ooh, who's going to pick it up? I hope it goes to somebody, but it's kind of a, it's a, it's a crazy experience. You've had people, I think a good one is like throw it out the car window, just let it yeah. go. <laughs> that was one of my favorites because it can go anywhere and it is, it just feels really free. And I just imagine them almost like, um, you know, like um, what they call those two ladies in the car. Can't remember, but um, hey, Cagney and Lacey, or what oh, they call? Uh, no, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I know you. Mean. I know those two women <laughs> that go off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Cagney and Lacey, I think, isn't it? No, uh, with Brad Pitt film. Thelma yeah. Louise. Thelma Louise. Yeah. <laughs> they like, got there in the end. like wearing headscarves and yeah. driving through the desert. I mean, they weren't. They were driving through like tent or somewhere but you know it's fine but they just opened the window threw it out and I was like I love that I love that I mean I definitely got better with controlling mine I was really think overthinking mine when I first started doing them I'd go I'd drive driving to another town I was driving to another area because we live in a really affluent area and I was like nobody needs to buy 10 pounds around here like I was really overthinking it then I was like going to the baby section, opening the milk thing. I was like overthinking it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Now I've got into the habit of just doing it in the park. Like if I'm walking, I'm just like, just let it go into nature and, you know, it will. And then I started thinking, oh, but a squirrel will eat it or a dog will eat it. And then they'll be (laughs) shitting out five pound notes. (laughs) (laughs) Every little rolled up five pound notes coming out of squirrel's bottoms. But I've let it go. I've let it go. <laughs> but what's interesting is it really brings up your own money blocks because people might think, oh, that I can do that. And it's all right, like people can give five pounds to charity. But when it comes to the money drop, there's a kind of like all these feelings come up and people really resist it. We heard about people going back to check oh, yeah. if it was still there. I did do and, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, there's, there's so much control around it mm. and there's kind of a, like, it brings that all up and then that you have to kind of let go and there's a release yeah. when you let go and it let, it, it kind of, it kind of relaxes you in your money mindset in general. Cause you're like, okay, I can't control this. I've got to let go. Yeah. And there's, there's a power in that. And that's the kind of energy you want around money. You want to trust that it's exactly where it's it, it, it's it's good it's coming to you, and it's going exactly where it's meant to be. And there's that that trust when it comes to money mindset. It's a big part of it is just trusting that everything's working out and trusting that everything is working in your favor. And yeah. that can be really difficult if you're struggling. Like we're not we're not denying that, um, but it doesn't help to be fearful and it doesn't help to fear to think think lack. It just makes you more restricted and you attract more of that. Yeah. yeah and it is designed money is designed to to flow so by you giving that away by you being so like free with it and okay with it you're allowing those blocks to open for then more money so say you let go of five ten pounds whatever you could get a thousand pounds back you know like there is no limit to what you're going to get back and people find that they get well we did it in um, a money mindset program that we ran it's quite a while ago now but some of the things that then people were getting, they had to read, like log each week, you know, things that they got that were mm. abundant. Um, that came in unexpected. It was like in, unexpected things that had come in, either money or things that were worth money. Yeah, mm. so it doesn't have to just be money. It can be things that can be worth money. But it was amazing. And after the money drop, we saw a big increase in yeah. the energetic flow of everybody. So it's actually, every time we talk about this, it prompts me to think, I've not done one for ages. So let's all do one today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. a money drop. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we don't carry cash as much anymore. And I think that's a shame because cash, the, the feeling of cash has an energy. And you know, you heard of the five love languages. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if yours is touch, for example, you're likely that your money love language is touch as well. So if that's the case. Get yourself some money that you can hold. Keep some money in your purse. Touch it. Smell it. Like money doesn't smell as much anymore now that it's um, plastic it's, instead yeah. of paper. But that you know that money smell, don't you? That smell of money. It's got a real strong smell. It's changed now with the plastic. But like touch your money. Feel it. Take it out. You know, if you are, particularly if you're somebody that is physical touch, take your money out. Touch it. Feel it. Makes it more real. Because the thing with not seeing the money in real life is it can sometimes feel not real. And so, you know, just be really aware of of that as well. Because I know lately, I you know, I do everything on my phone, Apple Pay, Apple Pay, Apple Pay, Apple Pay. And then you sometimes kind of get disconnected with money. And we want to have a relationship with money. We want to love it and have a, yeah. have, have a relationship with it. Well, and it's I a lot easier it. to do when you can touch it. It is. And um, I dug out, I've actually got it on the table here. For, and this is not like, I don't know why it's on the table here. Um, but my, I dug out one of my really nice red mulberry purses that I love and I've been putting money in it and I've been trying to engage and remember that I don't need to pay for everything on my Apple phone. And I've got all these beautiful purses. And again, that's like showing respect to your money. Putting yeah, you want to hold your money in something beautiful. You want to hold your credit cards yeah. in something beautiful. Like now, touching yeah. this, like I'm a touchy-feely person. I'm very visual. I like nice things. And so it's like, again, a sign of respect to the money. I just looked in and I actually haven't got any money in here, but only because it was my friend's daughter and I gave her everything that was in my purse. <laughs> so <laughs> I put so it if you've got it. a tatty purse or one that you don't like or that needs a, a leather one that needs a clean, for example, or a material one that needs to go through the washing machine, like that's not good energy. It's like holding your money in something that's not that's not giving it respect. So either buy yourself a purse you absolutely love 
or clean up the one you've got or you know just make sure that it's all organized it's not full of old papers it's not full of coins from Egypt and other countries <laughs> yeah. that you can't even use like respect your purse and show respect for your money and your cards another little tip is um I have little smiley face stickers on my cash cards and it's just a reminder. I put one on each side. You can buy them. You're looking back. You know, I'm sure you've seen millions of them, Claire, with um, being a teacher when you yeah. were a teacher. You know, those little like smiley faces. And literally, I haven't got my purse on me at the moment, but it's I stick one on the front and one on the back so that when I go to pay, it's a little reminder to be to give gratitude for this. Because too often when we pay for things, we can be like, oh, how much? 89 quid. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but what is a reminder is to be grateful every time I pay for something because again we want that good energy to go out so that we can receive more in. We can't be we can't resent the money going out and expect more in. You've mm. got to you've got to be aligned with the whole flow. So those little stickers. I've also got a little piece of paper in my uh, purse that says "Plenty more where that came from." And so if I look in there, I can see "Plenty more where that came from," and it's just like oh, just makes you feel good about money. It's a little yeah. reminder to get into that feeling of feeling good. Yeah, I love, I honestly, I, I really love that little smiley face tip. And I mm. think that from both of you following, you know, as long as I have, there's little snippets. If you don't f- follow these ladies, please go follow them because I've actually got you recorded on my phone, Josie, one day <laughs> when you were having a really shit day and you've just gone, I just have to believe that I'm in exactly, you know, exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's one of them things, and both of you have alluded to, as you're talking about money, about just trusting the process and letting go. And the money, like the money drop is like a, it's it's a way to start feeling like, oh, I can let go of that. Because there's so much, we're talking about money and, and flow, but there's so much of that in running a business where you've got the energy and you have to let go of certain things and just, trust and that is such a tough thing to do but both of you when you met you must have been like the universe has literally pulled us together when was it like love at first sight when you first and it was for charlotte (laughs) i i am a little bit extra um it would seem and um when we met each other and this stuff sounds so ridiculous but i'm you know i'm just gonna say it because i've said it before anyway but i did have this like overwhelming feeling that I'd known Josie before that she was meant to be and I had been manifesting wanting to collaborate with someone I didn't know what it was I just kept feeling because I'd gone from working having another business with a really big team a business partner I was so lonely on my own I didn't know I didn't I just wasn't enjoying it I enjoyed my clients but I didn't hate it being on my own and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if I met someone who I got on really well with we were really similar but different you know I really recognize the importance of um, partnering someone that's um, their strengths and my weaknesses. And I was like, well, you know, thinking all these things. And then we literally met, it was a real coincidence. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was one of those things. And then when we met each other, we turned out we lived walking distance to each other. And when I walked in, I felt, I was like, oh my God, I love this this lady's amazing. She's really like engaging. She's really fun. We were having a laugh. You know, a bit like a first date when you have that chemistry and you're like, oh. And then you start thinking, oh my God, I wonder if we get married. <laughs> I wonder what our house would be like, you know. <laughs> and you start going like off on those like crazy thoughts. If that's just me, you know, but I don't think it is. Um, but yeah, if it had been a first date, it would have been a bit, what I said to Josie was, um, I know this is going to sound really crazy, 
but I think you and I are going to start a business together and we're going to make loads of money. And it's a bit like going on a first date and saying, I really fancy you, let's get married. And him being like, <laughs> yeah, you psycho, blocking you and running for the hills. But Josie was like... She said the magic word. She was like, and we're going to make lots of money together. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I can get on board with this. Yeah. I can get on board with this. So, so yeah, um, Charlotte was kind of super, extra. said that straight away. And for me, like I got on with Charlotte straight away. I really loved her company. And we we had the same, we did similar things. Like we were both mentoring female business owners and we both had a real desire for luxury and making more money and talking about money because so many people are scared to talk about money and we didn't we could openly talk about it and it, it's unusual that it's really unusual yeah and so I definitely felt a connection with Charlotte and when she said that I was like okay whatever you know like it, it didn't it wasn't as, as real for me but then as our friendship developed we started co-working together um like once once a week we'd like work together and our, basically our friendship developed and then we brought out, we decided to bring out a course together and then that went so well. And we realized like Charlotte's a real creative. She's a visionary, you know, she used to design wedding dresses. And so she's all about the pretty and making things gorgeous and having it, people having an experience, like you're really about that, aren't you? People having an experience and like big visionary thinking. And I'm very methodical and kind of um, like strategic thinking in terms of like, uh, plans and I'm very good at IT and so whilst we're very similar in a lot of ways and everyone's like god you're so similar we're also super different um and you know like when we're organizing anything the thought of like Charlotte puts parties on and stuff and the thought of that just makes me feel sick like it's too much like ooh. um but then if I do anything IT her head's like gone switch off in about three seconds I'm like you're doing something IT right I'm just gonna go and make something or do something <laughs> or plan something I just but it's amazing and that's what you need in a business like yeah. when you're building a team you know and at the moment there's only two of us but say we bring in another we are looking at bringing in a third person to, to, to assist us we both wrote down all the jobs we're not very good at or we don't enjoy doing because you should always look but what we do as business owners normally is we look for someone that's like us mm. we're naturally drawn to someone that's like us but what I think the magic between Josie and I was that we are very similar but we are really different but what, what the reason we're the same is because our values were the same and our mission was the same. And we, I clocked as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, nice Gucci bag. Like, I <laughs> like, she's for me, she's for me, yeah, like that. And like, we were talking about like nice holidays and things we wanted to do, but then also we both like having fun. And I think that's why we just really aligned. And, and it, I think what I love about us is that we've built this on friendship. And we've always been about bringing women together. And like, we we were in the same, we were, people could say we were competitors, you know, we were both going for female entrepreneurial or, you know, business owners wanting to coach them, but we never saw it like that. We always yeah. celebrated each other. You know, one month yeah. I'd have a better month, Josie would have a better month, but it was never like, oh God, I'm really jealous. Never, ever never. felt that. Yeah. Um, and for us to have an equal partnership, which is what we've got now, you have to have that. And you also have to want other women to do really well. And that's all we've ever wanted. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you and there is no work. competition. And there I think no like we're, we're both good at recognizing that. And I wasn't always, that's something that's come with time and obviously putting some focus on it. And, you know, I know we've spoken about this on, you spoke about this on our podcast, Claire, Yeah. but you know, um, if you, if you're always looking about what other people are doing, and say, oh, they're charging less, or they're doing this, or that. You, you've taken your focus on yourself, off yourself, and your own am amazingness. There's only one you, 
no matter what you do there might be there might be 100,000 coaches business coaches or money mindset experts there's only one me there's only one charlotte and so you know we don't have to worry about anyone being competition because no one's us and that's the same for everybody we all put our own spin on things mm. and you've got to really trust in that because as charlotte always says one of her favorite things to say is people buy people and so when it comes to marketing it's not even the product or the offer that you have it's you and how you sell it and how mm. you and and the and your brand and the way you put yourself out there and i think that's exciting like it takes a lot of pressure Mm. Yes, and there's too much focus on people getting so bogged down with thinking that people are buying your product or your service and then they think there's all this competition and then they that's when you get the imposter syndrome and you start looking what everyone else is doing and then it makes you feel this heart and you procrastinate and then you paralyze yourself and you see it you see it happening but actually i know this a million percent whether you're selling a product or a service people are buying you the way you mm. make them feel the no like and trust aspect of anything is so, so important. And like mm. when I had my wedding dress industry, people used to copy my dresses all the time. At first it used to really upset me. And then I didn't care because actually what it did was, what it positioned me as being a leader in the industry. So I was like, thank you for copying me because it's made me a trendsetter. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. But also people were still buying my dress, even though it was more expensive because they wanted to have the brand. They wanted the piece of mine. So now like we coach other female coaches in our masterminds and stuff and they would be you know I think me back then would have thought oh that's crazy why would you do that but now I'm like there is no competition and when you realize that and you completely are okay with it it is the most liberating like oh so when people say about yeah. competition I'm like seriously your your only competition is yourself and you make it we make it so much harder than it needs to be yeah we're almost punishing ourselves but actually I love it when other women are doing well because it shows me what's possible as well yeah, yeah. And we, as, as we come together we rise together don't we you know there's a saying rising tides lift all ships and so like collaborations like this Claire and you know yeah. like talking to other entrepreneurs and it just you know we can all rise together and isn't that a really nice light feeling <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I love um, honestly when you're talking. Like I'm both. I, I know that I, I really fango over you two a little bit, which is you know a bit, bit embarrassing actually to say that. <laughs> but I think both of you are so inspirational for both reasons because you know for Josie you worked in the local authority and look where you are now, and for Charlotte I know about your wedding dresses. You know, like I'm at that age where you knew what a Charlotte Barbier wedding dress was. You know you you knew that and then it's but that creative side of it as well and I think with from my businesses obviously with Vivi Wire and Vivi Club there's so much I can gain from both of your insights as inspiring for me and I look up to both of you a lot but it's those little nuggets that you give like this podcast if you listen you know I'll probably listen back because the nuggets that you both just churn out it's like literally <laughs> churn 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 but it's funny you were saying about how, you know, we get in our own way and we can feel like it's tougher than it actually is in regards to competition. I've had like a massive thing over the weekend. Like I had to do something really, really brave that was really out of my comfort zone. I did it and I was like, right, okay. And then this, like, like you say, that feeling after you've done something scary, but the feeling of lifting yourself up. And then I realised I was like, I was crea I'm creating struggle just for struggle's sake because... Yeah 
whether you know my background my childhood all of that but also the 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 people that I'm you know work my husband still works at the council he works with homeless people so it's like a I have to feel struggle to sort of fit in in a way but then I was like no I don't actually I'm creating a struggle that's not there I bloody love like I'm working right now and I'm talking to two women that really inspire me I'm just going to embrace that joy. There's not going to be any struggle with that, but yeah. it's very easy. And I know we said in the other podcast about, you know, the big leap and upper limit problems, but there is so much that we can create the struggle in ourselves and how we see the world. And it links back to money. And like you're saying, paying a bill, being grateful for the fact that you've got electricity to run your home. So be grateful for paying the bill. It all links around of how you see things and how you can can create a struggle that's actually not even there. It's almost people romanticise the struggle because we see in movies how people overcome hard things to achieve or the starving artist, you know, it's something that, you know, it's it's a saying that people understand, like, they for their, and, and I know you attract, Claire, a lot of designers and people that creators, they make things. And again, that's like an artist, isn't it? And And mm. so there's almost like, giving up all your life for your for your love for your passion you don't have to do that (laughs) and it's almost there's like a romanticism around it and we can subconsciously create a struggle that isn't there and it sounds like that's what you were doing and it's really good that you noticed it and we're like actually I don't need to do that yeah but I think all of us can do that because there's something there's something about like romantic about it almost about oh I overcome this big thing but if there's nothing there let's not make it any harder than it needs to be like yeah well if you look at any like big stories about anyone that's made it you know like I'm talking like gurus or um famous brands and everything and like I've done a lot of research and looked into things and I used to get interviewed a lot about like my career and the media always want the sob story at the beginning it's not you've got to make one almost haven't you it's not interesting like to to have come from you know you've got to almost have started from literally on the streets and I remember um reading one about a I'm not even, I'm not going to say who they are, but I suppose you can, it's that innocent fruit smoothies, it's in the paper, mm. I think I can't say it, but I remember <laughs> reading their story, and it made out as if they'd literally come from nothing, and like, they were just sat in the kitchen one day, and the world was against them, and they had no, you know, no money, but actually, when you look at them, they were like, both had amazing jobs, both lived in London, yeah. <laughs> really like middle class, like got a massive cash injection from a big, you know, company. And it's like, but the, the way they romanticise it. So then you get all these people thinking that that's the way you have to do it or that's the only way to do it. Or if you haven't got that story, you almost feel bad. Because I remember yeah. when I was interviewed and people would be like, so tell me about like when you couldn't pay your bills. And I was like, well, didn't really have that time. You know, like I wasn't always really like making loads of money, but at the beginning I still worked you know I still I built myself up and they were like still an achievement to work hard on something you start something off any business work hard and make it happen you don't have to have all the struggles as well that is still a massive achievement and we should celebrate that for other women like yes Charlotte might never have not been able to pay her bills she still worked her ass off to create a multi-seven figure brand like (laughs) don't think don't and think because there's not a sob story. It wasn't a big achievement because that's I, not true. Like because I wasn't homeless or I didn't like have to do all these things, and it was like. But then you kind of, I was like, 
felt bad and then it's ridiculous because actually you're right I did have to work really hard and you know like when people tell like funny stories about how like, they used to turn up at people's shops in this awful Mondeo not that there's any problem with Mondeos but I had this Mondeo that I'd battered it I'd absolutely battered this car I'd like gone up curbs in it I'd scraped it I was so embarrassed I used to park it around the corner and look at the dresses round because I was thinking I can't sell these premium dresses in this old banger it was just awful um so you know there is a story there but I think I was just a bit in, like, found it all a bit cringy because I was just like I'm playing into the whole system I'm playing into this whole thing and actually I just always knew I'd be successful I always it's like knew x factor it. isn't it it's like x factor you always they want the sob story somebody it? can't just have a talent and yeah. turn up and oh, be allowed on they've got to have yeah. something behind it it's because as humans we want a story but I suppose it's for listeners if you haven't got a story that's okay yeah it's yeah. okay it, you are worth as much as any other brand because you right. know you've just put your head down and worked hard you might not have had massive challenges everyone has challenges in business but because they're not massive and um it doesn't mean that your your business isn't worthy because it certainly is more yeah. than yeah but also escaping any labels that have been even if you have had a sob story you don't have to hold on to those labels to feel like you you are it is worth exactly more. that's that's all and I know you do a lot of work around trauma Claire yeah. and that's yeah exactly it that's we it's kind of it that can reiterate trauma can't it if somebody's got to keep bringing that up as part of the brand or whatever so yeah yeah. you do you is what we say don't we yeah and if you you want to talk about things amazing for me I found I get uncomfortable but that's my stuff that I've got to figure out you know and like everybody think like you just said just be you and don't feel bad for being being you that's something that I definitely have to work on I think I'm giving myself therapy here (laughs) self-therapy is the best self-therapy yeah it's cheaper (laughs) I think you hold on to money but I'd rather (laughs) spend it on a bag but yeah yeah, no I feel like it's it's a transition though and it's about and you know going back to what you were saying about money it's this work you have to do every day like you put in that you know facing the fact that you know you've done a really good job and reminding yourself that's an everyday thing talking about money and putting those labels on your your cards that's an everyday thing and it's about it always working hard like I don't I don't think you get to one place and you're like oh my mindset is perfect I feel so so good and I think as well Charlotte you I think it was on a live or a podcast episode you were talking about how you were going to the gym and you just started feeling it like it was a bit easy again and then if you feel like that in one sense then maybe you're feeling comfortable in business and you like that sort of edge of discomfort and how it can push you and I really I really resonated with that I was like oh yeah I do feel a bit feel a bit comfy and then you when I feel a bit comfy that's when I create the struggle it doesn't actually have to be there. Instead, using that, creating a bit of discomfort that brings goes the other side of the coin, you know, like not backwards, if you know what I mean. I feel we have like, to stretch ourselves, don't yeah, we? Yeah. This, this is why we're business partners, because you just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's when you go, right, When? how do I get stretchy? Where am I going to stretch myself? And in all aspects of my life, because I definitely have gotten a comfort zone with lots of things recently, which you're going to do because... You up level, don't you? Up level, get comfortable, stretch, up level, get comfortable. Yeah. And so then I'm always like, okay, where? Because to me, being comfortable is the most uncomfortable place to be in the world. Mm. I actually don't like it. I like it when I'm stretching myself. And that is 
typical of somebody that's very entrepreneurial. You know, we like, I like a buzz off it. I do. No, I think I'm the same. Yeah. yeah. I like it. You know, there's a time when I do like being comfy. Like I don't like to work in December. So I'm quite happy to, I'm going to, you know, sit on the sofa, watch TV and, and eat and eating stuff but by the by end of December I'm like raring to get back I've always taken like three weeks off in December where I'm just like I allow myself to just take that time but the rest of the time I just yeah I don't find comfort zones comfy um I want to get stretchy so it's exactly well, actually the way to reframe it is actually it's quite exciting when you get in the comfort zone because it means that you're about to up level mm. It's really yeah. exciting and it doesn't and I used to really struggle with that because I think oh I don't know what it looks like what if I can't do it and like oh and like tell myself all these things whereas now I'm like oh okay this is exciting mm. what you know because I've seen because I can look back at so many years now of, of doing this and I think wow I have come such a long way this is really exciting that there's something really good on the other side of it and again it's just training your brain yeah, and getting the experience. When when you said that, though, I was like, what am I feeling comfortable in? And I realised, and this is such a juxtaposition, really, because I felt comfortable being a last-minute Linda where I wasn't on top of, even though if you if a client comes to me, I will plan, and anyone in my membership, I can plan and strategize for you like the cows come home. I know exactly what to do, but I get in my own way sometimes of doing it myself and not being yeah. consistent enough. So when I was thinking about, well, I'm feeling comfy with, that's enough that will do just feeling like I'm like on the back foot all the time because I always get away with it I can wing yeah. anything but I was like no actually I'm going to stretch myself and become more consistent and how things have developed and how I feel in myself just by doing exactly what I teach everyone else to do it's like just it, it does actually stretch me because I'm battling all the time of going yeah but you know you've always managed to do it anyway look look how much you've grown the businesses by you know basically winging it a lot even though I can teach the way that makes you feel really good so really recent well last like couple of months especially since my best friend's working with me now and it's very much when you were talking she is good at everything that I am not as good at and we work so well together and I really like it's now me stretching myself to delegation and saying I yeah. I can do that I can't do it as well as you I need to pass over control that's that's for you um but yeah just stretch myself to be consistent so if you you know you can stretch yourself in lots of different ways but sometimes it's just the foundations like have you definitely built those foundations of consistency and making sure you're as productive productive as possible, not getting in your own way, procrastinating, all of those things. Once you've mastered that stuff, then I'm quite excited about like what's the next thing that I'm going to stretch in and how things go. But yeah, it's, it, you're right. It's so exciting when you feel like that. It's so funny because we're exactly the same. I'm a real planner, but then I'm a winger. I wing it. <laughs> I'm really good at strategy and plans, but then when it comes to me, I'm like, oh, I've just pulled that out of the bag last yeah. minute. Like, yeah, because I think <laughs> like, we're we making so notes. Well. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> literally. I'm clipboard, clipboard Charlotte. Be like, She's I'm just, just looking on my kitchen, to, like my dining room table, for example. I've got like four notebooks, loads of pens. Everything will have lightning, and then Joseph's just like, oh god, just put that away. Like, yeah. 
to be fair, Josie is brilliant at just, I always say about Josie, like if we walked in a massive room of a thousand, five thousand people and said, stand up and talk about experts, she'd stand up and absolutely smash it. And they'd be like, it's like a TED talk. They'd all be like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'd be like, what's my name? Can't remember. Like, <laughs> just absolutely, because I'm a perfectionist and I want everything, because when you make wedding dresses, you are a perfectionist. There's no room for not being perfect. That, so I can't, I have to stand there with it all prettily. It's better now though, because I think over time you've gone, through, you've gone from like big streams of notes to just bullet points. Yeah. So, you know, you it, it's funny, you can definitely speak more. No, I uh, can't. And that's because yeah. I've learned from Josie and looked at it and thought, you know what, I can do this. I know it all. It's just, I get panicky. Um, but like sometimes I will just do it off the cuff and she's like, who even are you? <laughs> <laughs> where's your where's your pink clipboard gone? I'm like, I don't know who who even am I? <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. So you get into that point in your career where you're still like, this is what I love, isn't it? You, you can be doing something for so long and it just doesn't end like development. I love oh, it's forever. It's a lifelong it. journey. It's yeah. not a destination, is it? It's yeah, a journey. Right. And like we're gonna be 80 and we're gonna be doing mindset work in some way. And and we're gonna evolve as people, you know, like and we're laughing about how Charlotte and I are different, but I can forget things because I can wing it, I can miss something. You'll yes. know this, Claire, because you're similar to me. Exactly the same. And, yeah. <laughs> so I can I can stand up and talk to everyone, but I might miss a valid point, whereas Charlotte will prefer to have the notes, but she's not going to miss anything. So it's good to have that balance. It's good to have, you know, like there's no right or wrong way of doing it. Right. It's just different, isn't it? And I think we both yeah. can learn from each other. Like I quite like the bullet point. I can stand up and wing it. But when Charlotte puts the bullet points there next to us, say we're doing a podcast, I'm like, great, I'm not going to miss it because the bullet points are there. I wouldn't do it yeah. myself, but... I've got the help of her. <laughs> I've got such a great story for this because I literally, on my wedding day, I was like, I, I needed to do, I wanted to do a speech because no no wedding I'd been to, the, the bride on the speech, I was like, I want to do a speech. And um, I said, I was like, right, I'm going to do a post. And I literally, on the morning of the day, found this scrap of yellow paper, put like three, four words down and just winged it. And everyone else, you know, when they do this, they have this like essays written out and everything. And my best friend walked me down the aisle and I start off because he's right at the top. I'm like, Sam, thanks so much for walking me down the aisle. I'll come back to you. But I never did. And I missed him out of the wedding speech. And at the end, he was like, you actually didn't come back to me. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. <laughs> me winging it, thinking, I don't need to write anything down. It'll yeah. be fine. I'll just have a yellow scrap piece of paper and just totally forgot him. And I always feel so bad about that. Because it's like, he walked me down the aisle. <laughs> left, him, left him out. But, but yeah, no, I this morning before we did the interview, I did my month planning and I've got a massive wall planner though I saw the other day on one of your we've photos. got one yeah but you've got like a whiteboard one haven't you uh, it's it's that it's perspex it's clear per- we got it off Etsy it's clear perspex and you can write on it and wipe off it it's amazing yeah so yeah, I need to send you the mine now yeah, yeah please because I've just got washi tape on the wall but oh who does watch that was my watch <laughs> it said I'm not sure I understand sorry watch <laughs> because I knew I had the podcast interview I had a limited amount of time I knew I had to do some content for the Vivi Club and do my planning and unless I put myself under some kind of pressure that's a detailed list whatever but I was like no I need to do that planning but it's this kind of stretching myself to go non-negotiable Claire I really have to like tell myself off yeah just do it 
but yeah but everyone else if one of my clients I'm like why aren't you doing that <laughs> I'm just giving such tough love why are you not doing that you know it's going to solve every problem but I don't know what's that yeah, I always say I wish I had a coach like Josie and I because like we are on it and like it, for accountability both of us are like on it all the time in the mastermind have you done that have you done this yeah, voice noting them. I'm watching if they've done it. Like last night, one of our uh, ladies... instead of watching if they've done it, we could be doing our own content. <laughs> I was watching to see if one of our mastermind ladies had done something she promised what she was going to do, and I was like thinking, they only there was someone watching us like this, like a hawk. I'm like <laughs> on them, like straight in this morning, swooping in at like seven o'clock this morning. But yeah, we are so good, aren't we? And I think it, I think all coaches can relate to this because we get so passionate about our clients' results that then we kind of almost forget about ourselves sometimes because yeah. we are so passionate about, you know, wanting our clients to do well. Yeah, and I get so passionate about when I meet people and I think, you are so magic. Yeah. I just want to unlock you and just get you at, look, look at how bloody yeah. fantastic you are. Look at all the strengths in this. Like I did my um, group program yesterday with the girls and well, we talked about invisible assets and they were talking about they, they had to choose their strengths. And I was like, right, they're your invisible assets. But how are you going to actually get that into your business to make money? And one of them was saying, oh, like, I'm really caring. Um, how can I get that in? And she started playing around with some ideas. She was like, I'm going to set up a Facebook group just so I can nurture these customers mm. so that, that I really care about them. They're so supportive and loyal to me. I want to do that. And I'm like, brilliant. So then now you've got an extra way to market. You can be, be like really nurturing those people, give them exclusive offers. You've got added that. value. Yeah, added value. And you're not putting all of your eggs in one Instagram basket. You are, you know, spreading yourself out, but in a way that feels really good to you and because you're caring. She was like, oh my God. And it was like these light bulbs going off that you have to amplify what you're good at, but it's, showing people what they're good at and it's so hard for some people to realize those strengths and that they are strengths and they're not something that because usually somebody's gone you're a bit softer no you know you're a bit of a you know people walk over yeah. over you sort of thing instead of going no I'm really proud of being so caring you know what yeah. I mean it's like and we yeah, see it in them I think we can exactly, see it yeah. in them can't you and it's just like you, you can't even see your own magic source here that yeah. is like that if you lean into it so I think we spend so much time trying to be somebody else. Like, you know, my favorite saying is the more me I am, the more money I make. And we've got that on our office wall. And it's because for so long when I started a business, I was trying to be like someone else. I was seeing all these successful coaches out there and I was trying to be more like them. And I found myself speaking differently and using words differently and talking about things that really weren't my expertise, not my lived thing. They were more what they'd done. And I thought, oh, because they're super successful. That must be right. And sort of without you realizing it, and I know a lot of people do this, is you start turning your back on who you really are. And actually subconsciously people feel that something feels off when you're marketing something feels off because it's not really you as soon as you can be like fully you leaning into your strengths leaning into these invisible mm. assets then people feel that connection and it's true and honestly and we've noticed this with our podcast because when we started out the podcast we were a little bit more from the beginning and if people go back and listen to the beginning we're a bit more straight you're a bit more you know prof uh, we're like you know this is a podcast we have to be like professional and and we're still professional, but we see professionals differently. But as it's evolved, and Charlotte and I have just become more and more us, and you might have this with you, you Claire, as well, is mm. we've just relaxed a bit. And it really if you want to know what we're like, listen to the podcast, because yeah, that is where we are our most 
relaxed. That's where we're our most honest. And that's us. That is truly us. And I think people have told us, wow, we can see how you've evolved and we love it. We love it. And we, you know, it's just, it's so tricky to do because we're taught all our lives to be different. We're taught to be better, be slimmer, be cleverer, be, you know, have a different hair color, have a smaller note, whatever. It's just society teaches us that. And so to really accept yourself and lean into that is tricky. It feels alien. But once you do it, there's like a sense of relief, isn't there? There's a sense of like, oh, I don't have to be different. I can just show up as me. I can talk like I talk. I can, you know, and um, so, yeah, if there's people, please feel free to grab the quote and put it anywhere you want because it really helps to remember this but the more me I am the more money I make and it leads into what I always say that people buy people because then they really are going to buy you and since we've actually leaned into what Josie always says and what I already what I say we've made more money and we're like oh okay really do you know like it really really does work and it's we've like, evolved it as well so we have the more me I am the more money I make and then we also have the more fun we have the more money we make yeah and it is true and we believe that with our soul and like that's evolved and we are like yeah we've got to have more fun because then we're going to make more money and so we, we have had, we've, we've had so much fun the last eight weeks we are exhausted <laughs> <laughs> we've got you the the places you've been like recently you've got anybody listen please just go and follow these girls because they're they have so much fun and it is so inspiring I've never thought oh god look at them blaming me you know like I just respect and some people will hide that away as well won't they because they're not they worry about what people think but you are just embodying the joy of running a business like being such close friends being you getting to this point in your lives that you are just bloody bad badasses and loving life and showing it off. And it, it's really, really inspiring and really amazing. And I definitely need to put more fun in my life, 100%. And I def, but like I was saying earlier, this brave action I did um, has, I really feel like my proper self. Like I, yes. it's such a, I won't go into details about it, but it is like, I don't know, it's like I'm flying a little bit. It's really yes. cool. And yeah. so I'm I'm looking forward to all the money I'm going to make and all the people I can help because yes. I've got more energy now to help more people and stuff. So, yeah. But Amazing. Yeah, you two are so, the absolute nuts. Right, I'm very conscious of your time because I know you've both got stuff to do after this. But at the end of every episode, I ask everybody, and Josie will know because she's done it before, but what would you love to have told yourself 10 years ago if you could go back in time that you know now? I think I probably said this last time because it's my kind of mantra as well for life, but everything's working out perfectly and you're exactly where you're meant to be. And just trust, just trust. And it's so we just want to jump ahead and we want to be so much further along and we want to see that we're a failure often when we're not like you're exactly where you're meant to be and just like breathe that in and if somebody had said that to me I think 10 years ago life would have been a lot of more of a kind of um my nervous system would have been a lot more more relaxed I reckon yeah Yeah. love it (laughs) love it Charlotte what's yours do you reckon I think mine is definitely and it's definitely more related to probably products because that's my background but I used to take it very personally 
if somebody said they didn't want to buy my wedding dress, whether that was a, because I was a manufacturer, so I was dealing with um, like independently owned shops uh, and brides as well, but mostly independent. So I made it all about me. Oh, they don't like the dresses, my brand shit, I'm crap, I'm not the best. And like I beat myself up about it. But actually, it just wasn't the right time for them. You know, they, most of them, nearly all of them bought from me at some point in my career that who liked me because they like me and they like the brand, but I always made it about me, not about them, not asking them the right questions. Uh, and I think that a lot was to do with my age because I was really young when I started. Yeah. I was in my early 20s. So you think the whole world rolls around you at that age. Now I've realized it isn't ever about us. It's always about the other person. And I ask all the questions to then help them get to a different solution. So if I think if I could go back and tell 23-year-old Charlotte when I was going out and literally knocking on people's doors with my products and them saying no, it's because they didn't know me. So they were like, who is this girl like to rock it? And I was like tenacious as hell. I'd just knock on the door and be like, hi, want to buy these dresses? Going to give me a 10 grand order? And they were like, no, I don't. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> uh, but then I make it about me. But actually, when I built the relationships with them, they were like, we really like that about it. People used to say to me, I love that about you, that you come back, you know. But I used to honestly really beat myself up about, about it and make out that I wasn't a great person when actually it wasn't about me. It was about that they just needed more nurturing. So anyone that's listened to it, and I know lots of people that listen to this are selling products, don't make it about you. Don't take it personally. Don't think that your product isn't amazing because it is. It's just that you might need to knock on that door a couple more times, but keep knocking because the, the doors open and once they open, amazing yeah I've always got this philosophy it's like 50 yes 50 no's before a yes so as soon now I've accepted that I'm like when I if I approach like a you I'm doing that this like commercial side of vivid wire so when I send the invoice if they say no or they're not going to go for it so like, okay like yeah all right there'll be another one there'll be you know maybe there's going to be 50 more no's before I get a yes on on an order but you know that they're just asking for loads of art like it's commission work isn't it so but yeah as soon as you go right I'm going to have 50 no's before a yes and then suddenly it's like oh oh yeah it's another nurse all right Doesn't and matter. it's not it's, no yeah. forever it's just no right no now. now yeah, yeah. like I do tr massive trade shows and, you know, you do spend a lot of money on them and the energy and like, you know, you're emotional about it all. And that's another thing I think I probably would tell myself, like, don't be so emotional, but I, what I am and I'm an emotional person because I cared. I really, really cared. But if someone came on and didn't buy straight away, again, I'd make it about me, but actually they're at a trade show. They want to go and look at stuff. It's, it's normal. But I would then make it all about me. And honestly, I've spent so many years awake at night questioning myself when actually there was nothing wrong with my product. It was just not the right time. So, you know, you have to be, and that's where, and in a way I'm glad it happened because that's where the resilience came in and that's where my tenaciousness really kicked it. And, and I was like, you know what? You're saying no, but I'm going to get a yes. If it kills me, yeah. <laughs> you will stock these dresses and you will love them. <laughs> <laughs> love it oh thank you so much oh, no, thank you. i've loved it thank it's been you so much fun yeah yeah love it i love it so i'll um i'll share with all of your podcast stuff on here and those episodes and yeah all your details but yeah thank you so much thanks lovely oh, thank, you. thank you bye bye see you later
Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast, written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill, and music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vick. Thank you.